We'll be listening to your shitty jokes and giving you comments here at MutinyRadio.fm. Welcome, everybody. It's time for the Joke Workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm every Monday from 6 to 8 p.m. We're definitely excited to bring you uh, the best of the shittiest of San Francisco comedians here to comment on each other's sets and figure out what's going on with life and how are their jokes going. You're going to find out tonight. Uh, Please remember, when you're talking on the joke workshop, always talk into a microphone. And also, if you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, make the bread taste good. We want happy, fun, fluffy comments at the front and the end. Put that meat, put that shitty meat right in the middle. You know what I'm saying? It's processed. It's no good. Put it in the middle. But be nice to your comedian and clap wildly. I'm super excited for your first comedian tonight. She has a new show here on MutinyRadio.fm on Mondays from 2 to 4. And she's an amazing human being. You guys are going to love her jokes. Clap your hands wildly for Alyssa Westerlund. Is this number one? Yes. Oh, bam. I got it. I know what I wanted. Okay, I was just writing these jokes down. Oh my god, I had a really uh, a rough weekend. You guys, rough. It was rough. It was so rough. I didn't expect it. I, I honestly couldn't have expected it. It was like, um, I mean, I just I, I, every possible scenario that I've run through my mind, it's like a black swan, right? It's like, it's like tr- Trump. <laughs> I just, um, I mean, I, I guess the first time. It was really surprising. But the second time, he made me come. Wow. Just couldn't have expected it, you guys. Really good sex. And it's not just about the sex. I mean, or the orgasms. I guess it was more the sex entirely, right? Like, I, so blown away. So blown away. Like, I feel like he did research. Or, like, read something. I don't know what he did. He read something somewhere. It wasn't about the size of his penis. Definitely wasn't about that. He was not laying any pipe down, okay? <laughs> there were pipes, but there was just one. You know, nah. I was very blown away. It's definitely like Trump. The libtards, I just like, libtards can't expect these things. We just can't expect to actually be pleased by these men. Yeah, you, oh, wait, we can't say libtard? I don't know. I thought I thought everybody knew what that was. Oh, liberal re- re- retards. It's very redundant. But liberals need the redundancy. Okay? You can't just say liberal. Everybody goes, "Yeah." You got to say libtard. Lib- liberal retard re- retard. We drink champagne and we go to Target. And we love homeless people, but we shit on them. I hate, I hate liberals. Fucking hate you. I fucking hate you. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm liberal. I take mushrooms regularly. I mean, I'm liberal in my uses of my, like, I'm very conservative when it comes to how I use salt, right? Very liberal with the way I use my mushrooms. Just sprinkle them on everything. I like a dash of mushrooms in the morning. Dash of mushrooms in the evening. Anyway, uh, it was really good sex I had with a pen pal yesterday. 
He's been my pen pal for over a year. Luckily, I'm really good with expectations. I lowered his to zero. Uh, he never thought he would ever see me in real life. And, uh, and then one day, I was like, hey, <laughs> so what are you doing? Let's smoke a joint. Best sex ever. Like, I feel like Elaine in Seinfeld. And I was just, I was not getting the dick, and I was getting retarded, you guys. I was just, and I'm not supposed to use that word. But that is what was happening to me. I don't know any other word that describes what was going on. So I finally, I got myself back. George can suck a dick. Okay, we got the light. Shit, I got the light. Fuck, there was something else important I wanted to say. Um, no, it's not important. Oh, this is actually women, word to the wise. You're walking around out there, you know, just in your pants or your skirt, whatever you're doing. Men might come up to you and tell you that they voted for Trump. And after they tell you that, they might grab your pussy. Okay? I just need you to know that. And you might like it. <laughs> you might like it. But they got to have a really good follow-up move for that shit, right? If you're going to tell me you're a Trump supporter and grab my pussy and I like it, you better know what to do next, gentlemen. So all of the Trump supporters out there who want to grab my pussy, I just want you to know that I might like it. And you better know what to do about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, she can feel Trump in her pants Stay up there because you get comments That's how it works You get comments Trump's got his hands in your pants Hey everybody, comments for Alyssa's set Hey, um, I feel like I want you to tell me what to, well, like, what to do next You're just sort of like leaving out in the open Like dudes, if you do that, you should know what to do next But like I think you could take the work to come up with a funny thing of like, what is the follow-up? And I think we'd really enjoy that and appreciate that. Libtards, I think you needed to find that. Um, and the beginning of your set, I just felt like you were like lording over us with, you were just withholding so much that I was just like, dude, fucking, what the fuck is it? And I just got kind of mad at you. Okay, and I just didn't like that you were like, I didn't like that you were just withholding and using pronouns for that long. Like just, so I would, I was like, the story was, the story was great, but I think just like another way to tell that, yeah, that, I I, yeah. But anyway, yeah, good job. The, the problem with libtards is it sounded like liptards. It sounded like a P instead of a B. And so we were kind of confused on that. I'm like, what's a liptard? Is that like someone with like a cleft palate? Or like, what does that mean? Like, what are they? Do you know? <laughs> good, good notes, you guys. That was great. I got big B, big B, define libtard. What are you talking about? Stop lording this shit over us. We already know that you're better. Yeah, we don't need you. No, I'm Stop lording this shit over us. I got that in the notes. Stop lording this shit over us. You guys are great. That was great. No, you didn't have any comments, Jenny? Okay. Actually, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, I really like I, I the libtard joke. I think if you retard your pronunciation of the word, Ha, huh, ha, huh, no. Um, yeah, no, that was really bad. Uh, but I, I, I think maybe you should even make a joke about being like, oh, let me say the politically correct version, liberally retarded. Yeah, and then just one other thing, yeah, the beginning totally confused me. I didn't know how you were like 
sad about Trump, but then had great sex, and I understand. Like, right, right. That transition was a little weird. Yeah. Well, just so everybody knows, she is on mushrooms, so that, that might oh, be okay. part of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I'm, I'm getting, I'm, she's switching train tracks. Day 22 now, you guys. I'm 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 on. I understand now. You hang out with Alyssa for 20 minutes, and you're on the train track. She switches train tracks. You're like, toot toot, motherfucker. Let's get on it. So I was on board with you the whole time, but I understand how an audience who hasn't been hanging out with you might be confused. (laughs) Everybody clap wildly for Alyssa Westerlund. We're listening in the interim to pop songs from the 40s. Why? Because it makes me happy. I like to throw back to a time when people cared about how much women's vaginas cost. Your next comedian doesn't give a shit about that. His hat costs more than my vagina. You guys are going to love him. Clap your hands wildly for Jesus. You better work! Thank you so much, Pam Benjamin and Mutiny Radio and MutinyRadio.fm listeners. I'm also on mushrooms, except I take mine through my anus. <laughs> oh, dear. That's not a joke. Oh, well, it is so great to be here. Happy New Year to everyone. <laughs> yes. How do you know? Normally when it's black and this big, it doesn't go limp like that. I, um, I do some dog walking, yes, sometimes for free. Uh, And I have zero problem doing free dog walking because any living creature that spends uh, the majority of its time on all fours, I'm there to help you. But, you know, my friends are getting upset with me about my excessive dog walking because they're saying that it's having a, a bad influence on me. Yes, for instance, we went with my friends. I went necklace shopping, and they all bought really cute necklaces, except I bought a flea collar instead. And then we went out to the food court to eat something, and they got really upset with me while they were eating. My food came, uh, uh, when my food came, I got onto the table on all fours and you know, just went in head first. And <laughs> this is really funny. And then we did a dance on grass. And while they were uh, practicing their dance moves on the grass, I took a poo. I'm so embarrassed. And then the ultimate one for my friends um, is, you know, when um, I got on all fours and I started sniffing some random guy's uh, crotch and booty. And they were like, hey, Seuss, finally you're back to acting like your old self again. I'm going to be a part of a roast for San Francisco Sketchfest on January 21st. Hey, SusieButterWork.com for more details. <laughs> Thanks. Um, and, and, and of course, for Mutiny Radio, I will also have the great pleasure of being part of the Mutiny Radio uh, Festival in March. So I'm really much looking forward to that. But for the, it's a roast that I'll be doing for uh, Sketchfest. And i got to try some out with you guys. Please help me and give me your honest opinion. And after hearing some comments there with feedback, I have uh, zero problem that you guys will have... Uh, uh, problems with doing that. Ruby Gill is on the dais for this uh, for this uh, uh, roast. Yes, and you know, for those of you that know Ruby Gill, she wears uh, t- happens to tend to wear black rim glasses, and it's not th- the reason that Ruby Gill wears dark rim glasses. Not what you might think. You know, her vision is perfect. Uh, she doesn't wear these glasses to look intellectual. No, the real reason that Ruby Gill wears black dark rim glasses is because uh, she it's her way of secretly letting people know that she has a kinky sexual side. That's right. She wants to let people know, in other words, that she can handle two black holes on her face at the same time. She also says that one of Ruby Gill's one of her interests is only two. God, get with it. She likes to go for one of her fun fun facts for Ruby Gill is that she likes to go on long walks. And I think it's great that she has a great attitude about uh, describing her uh, herself after going home after a one night stand. 
Oh dear. Uh, <laughs> Chris Canasser is also on the dais. And you know, if you know Chris Canasser, you know he has really crusty lips. I mean, he couldn't even get a, a CPR dummy to make out with him. Chris Canatzer is also open about uh, paying for prostitutes. That's right. And actually, as odd as it may sound, Chris Canatzer is actually good for prostitution because they, took one, they take one look at him and they're like, I need a new lifestyle. Oh, dear. <laughs> Pete O'Keefe, uh, he's also on the dais. I don't know who he is either, but you soon will know if you go to the roast. Uh, but, you know, Pete, Pete O'Keefe, he's accused, I've heard, of doing some research of being uh, racist and, in fact, also having uh, some affiliation with the KKK because someone swore that they saw Pete uh, donned in all white, you know, in KKK attire. And I am here to tell you that that is 0% true. I know for a fact because uh, the reason that Pete O'Keefe was in all white attire is because he agreed, he was actually on my side, he agreed to uh, step in for me for when I was supposed to be the center of attention for a bukkake session. <laughs> And um, although now that I'm thinking about it, um, he might just have an affiliation with an Aryan racist organization because Bukaki is spelled with three Ks. Oh, oh dear, well what should I wrap up with since I'm so used to unwrapping? It's so cold out there, even my embryos are frozen here. Okay, I'll wrap up with one last roast. Shea Bell is also on the dais. And uh, for those of you that know Shea Bell, you'll know that she changes her hairstyles a lot, a lot, a lot. Yes, I mean, you know, Shea Bell and changing hairstyles is like Chris Kanatzer being rejected by women. You know, it happens all the time. Uh, but, you know, I think it's great that Shea expresses herself through different hairstyles. You know, it shows us basically that, you know, she has interests, that she's human, except that hair. Okay, thank you all so, so much. Hooray! <laughs> hey, Suze, you better work, you. everyone. Uh, people can make comments. First, I'd like to say that Sketchfest doesn't need any help from us. So if we can just not say those two words again on this uh, I podcast. I am so, so sorry no, about that. No, it's fine. They've just never given me the nod, nor am I important for them to think that I'm a real comedian. So I just rather not. They don't get. They've never given Mutiny Radio nor Pam Benjamin anything. So if we can just not say those two words on the podcast, that would be great. I don't mean to be butthurt, but <laughs> I've given them $100 and they'd never give me shit. You better work, okay? I will never say those two words ever again. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm butt hurt too. Maybe for different reasons. <laughs> um, hey, Zeus, I think you should. Oh, I think you should make the Ruby Gill thing like one line, basically. Like, I think the lead into that is too long. It would be enough to say, like, you guys wondering why Ruby wears those glasses? It's because she wants you to know her kinky side, basically. Um, okay. I don't love for the the last one. I don't love the like um, changing hairstyles is as much as uh, Chris Kanats are getting rejected by women. I just feel like that's not. I'm, maybe it's just like I don't know. It's either like kind of like too easy or like there's not really like a clear kind of relationship between those two things basically. Um, so that was, those were kind of like the only two that I thought like maybe could. Um, you could like change it up a little bit, but I really liked it overall. It, it's okay. true. Chris Kanatzer swipes the pussy away, left and right. He just doesn't. He just, he doesn't want. <laughs> Lots of girls have thrown themselves at Kanatzer, and he just doesn't jump on it. 
Yeah, maybe like know. yeah, maybe like make it something more specific about like hair or so, or like him in relation to hair. I don't know. I mean, I, this isn't very good feedback because I'm not really giving you a suggestion, but I feel like it's almost like you're just equating two like completely different things, basically, as opposed to there being like a kind of connection between the two. He has a lot of body hair. Yeah, he has a joke about looking like a snowman that's been rolled across a busy barber room floor. <laughs> but well, the, the fact that he's so hairy is actually a good thing, I think. But <laughs> it's hard to make a joke out of that. You know what I'm saying, Pam? <laughs> Don't mention those two words again. Yeah, this is, I think, just your, there's so, there's way, way, way too much setup for all your roast jokes. Like the roast jokes, just the rhythm of the roast joke. I just would watch, this isn't helpful because I don't actually have any punches for you, but like, I think you just should watch some roast. And the rhythm of it is just, uh, there's a certain like cadence and these setups are like way too long, I think. But that said, I mean, it's also like, you can get away with anything, man. You're so fun to watch. I'm so jealous of like your character. It's like so, so great. But yeah, I think you just need to like really tighten. And I, and, I, and I missed a few of those things. I didn't really get the black hole. I didn't get, I mean, getting a joke is understanding the subtext of what you're saying. And I just didn't exactly understand what like the burn was sometimes. It wasn't perfectly clear. And like okay. the Ruby Gill thing, I was like, I was like, didn't understand what you were trying to say about her exactly. So... Ooh. You get yeah. two black holes on her face. Is it buttholes? There's just there's there's if there's room well, for interpretation. Are they vagina? Someone asked. If there's room for interpretation, I don't know. I wouldn't if there's know. There's room if there's room for interpretation. <laughs> I'm thinking butthole or vag- and she's thinking vagina. That means that like you haven't. You need to like take us to the very specific place, or else people are gonna. Okay. People can't laugh if they're wondering anything, you know. If I'm thinking butthole and she's thinking vagina, you need to get it. You need to, That's like one of the best comments that's ever been made on Joe Workshop. If, Thank you, David. I'll, I'll make sure to take you to a specific place too. <laughs> The reason I'm having so much problem with the setup is because maybe because I was a part of the setup, the show one time, and it was just maybe too traumatizing. Don't mention those two words, girl. <laughs> All right, thank you so so much. Yay! Hey, sis, you better work. Yay! 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 And then yay! Uh, your next comedian, she runs a great show once a month at. Uh, Kells at Purple Onion downstairs. Last time they had over 100 people. You didn't think 100 people could get downstairs. I saw the pictures. It happened. I think they're calling it something about giggles now. It used to be about banana bread, and now it's like giggles for goobs, or I don't know what the fuck they're calling it. Everybody, Jenny Hogan! So, Pam doesn't like the name, Jeff. Keep track of that. Uh, we uh, we can't change the name anymore. We do get a lot of negative feedback on it, though. Thank you. Always appreciated. <laughs> I getting giggly with it. Wit it. Wit it. Wit it. <laughs> getting 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 no G. <laughs> yeah, but giggly. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna start my set. Um, I think that the friend zone sounds like it'd be a really fun place to hang out. You know. <laughs> Like, why wouldn't you want to just, like, rope off an area in a field and only let your friends in? <laughs> it's like a Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, right? It's like, aw. It just gets a bad rap from, like, people who didn't get to have sex, you know? I, um, I, this guy accused me of friend zoning him recently, though, and I was like, uh, we're not friends. <laughs> Doesn't friend, <laughs> friend, uh, friend has meaning. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I was complaining about my life and someone suggested that I start keeping a gratitude journal. And I was like, okay, well, thing number one I'm grateful for, I'm not the kind of asshole who would suggest keeping a gratitude journal <laughs> as a solution to people's problems. 
I uh, I do. So one thing I've heard before, like, so guys have to be really like turned on to have sex. Like they have to be like aroused. And I'm pretty grateful that like women don't need to be aroused to have sex um, because if if they did, I might never have had sex. <laughs> But at the same time, like, guys don't really, like, I don't really have sex unless I'm, like, kind of emotionally attached to someone. Um, but guys don't really need to be emotionally attached. And I'm pretty grateful that guys don't have to be emotionally attached to have sex because if they did, like, I might never have had sex. <laughs> it's too sad. Um, and then, like, but some people are, like, too tall to, like, have sex in lockers. And I'm, like, pretty grateful that I'm not too tall to have sex in a locker because if I were, I might never have had sex. <laughs> It's really dumb. Um, I, uh, my boss told me that I wasn't good at taking feedback. And I was like, what a useless thing to say. Like, I'm clearly not going to change my behavior at all, you know? Uh, the problem is that anytime he gives me feedback, I assume he's, like, nagging me. I'm like, yeah, you like that. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, but he also told me not to give feedback to other people when I was angry or emotional. And I was like, then when am I supposed to do it? Uh, okay. I feel like this set is getting like all the same volume of laugh, but every laugh is different. Like it kind of, they all like feel like slow burps or something, like just really quiet and kind of rolling out. Not, all right, not really in response to the joke, but um, I get really turned on when I have to pee. This is normal though. It's normal, I looked it up. It is, yeah, because <laughs> it put, yeah, uh, normal for women. <laughs> I, uh, and I know it's normal because I looked it up on isitnormal.com. <laughs> the only thing more normal than that on isitnormal.com is, um, is it normal to look up your sexual fetishes on isitnormal.com? <laughs> it is. Uh, I think that what really turns me on about peeing is just like the sensation of like wanting something out of my body. <laughs> I, uh, I met a girl recently who didn't give blowjobs. She told me she didn't give blowjobs, and I was like, wait, that's an option? <laughs> no one made that available to me. Um, I, uh, the thing I always forget about blowjobs is that like once you start, you're kind of like committed to it for like a couple minutes at least. You know, like I wish, uh, I gotta remember that. All right, <laughs> thanks guys. Jenny Hogan, everyone, uh, partially committed to that blowjob. Now, comments from the peanut gallery. That that one should be on, absolutely. On yeah, We're it's on. on. There you go. Um, so I like the friend zone is ruined by guys who can't have sex, but I think you should expand it on other things that guys have ruined because they can't have sex, like religion or something. I don't know. to go um i like your whole series of like if this wasn't the case i would never have sex but the locker like just doesn't feel realistic because like who fits in a locker yeah. <laughs> maybe like the back seat of a car yeah i think that it was supposed to be kind of like a stupid one at the end but i think it could be more like stupid but like the whole thing is funny and realistic well, but um think about places where you might actually play hide and go seek where you could really fit like I mean, underneath the sink, you could ostensibly have two people in okay, there. Yeah. You know, like. Not a San Francisco thing. But in a in a in a in a stall in San Francisco, I yeah, mean, like, some people have sex in a bathroom stall. That's it's yeah. not sanitary, but it happens. Yeah, yeah that's good. In the bathroom at Uni Radio. Yeah, it is tiny, and there's there used to be a lock on. There's kind of a lock on the door. This is actually not a bad bathroom to have sex in because there is a lock. It's a manual lock. 
So just everyone would know it was happening. They'd also probably hear you. So. Hey, Jenny. Good set. Uh, I really like the something out of that you like things something out of your body like oh, with yeah, the P yeah. thing. That's really funny. I think it needs a clear yeah. setup, okay. but like that's gonna end up being a really great punchline. Uh, and something about your vagina, like I want you to say something like I love having an indifferent hole. Just something really uh, sharp about you know how you don't need to be aroused during sex. Like I think there's like a, oh, okay. a visual way to describe that. Yeah. What I said might not be it, but something along those lines. Uh, It'd be cool if you just talked about the friend zone as a certain bar. I can that could be like one of those those sort of jokes where we all congregate. Just like paint a picture of that because I think that's something we all relate to, and it's cool that you took us to like a visual place with it in the field. I feel like a bar where like and you can describe the different types of people like that could end up being okay. like yeah. a place to take that. Right, the friend zone with the person who's you know twelve pounds questionably overweight. They're definitely going to be in the friends. I thought Alyssa Westerlin was going to say something about not giving blowjobs. Were you going to yeah. chime in on that? No, no, I she's had on a comment about she's the blowjob thing. I don't suck dick. That's all I got to say. <laughs> and I've been telling women that recently, and they've been saying, "Oh my God, I didn't know that wasn't." I actually think this joke so, is based on you. You said it yeah! one time at Brainwash. I know. I, was, yeah. I mean, I got that. I got yeah. that it was, yeah. you know, and I'm, I'm glad to be that for you. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you be that. Thank you, Alyssa. On that final blowjob joke, I, 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 I thought it was pretty funny. Like, you can't quit once you're in the middle, right? It's kind of weird. I just yeah, thought maybe, sure? like, an analogy would be cool. Okay. You know, like, I don't know, like, once once you're roped in, you have to finish it. I don't yeah. know, like Burning Man or something. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> It'd be weird if you left in the middle of Burning Man, you know? Yeah. That yeah. also could be a chance for a callback with your middle of sex joke. Like, okay. you could yeah. just, just think about if being in the middle of a blowjob, there's, like, some sort of callback you could yeah. do. Yeah, trying to eat in the middle of a blowjob. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I really love the friend zone bit. I feel like you could really play around in the friend zone even more if you wanted to. Maybe, like, uh... I do. Yeah, like... like it's like a bouncy might, house. Might be a ball pit or something, yeah. even, you know? Yeah. Just paint yeah, a picture. Like, yeah. yeah. Bouncy house. Bouncy house, bouncy not house. ball pit. This is a worthless, but instead of locker, I like rickshaw for places to, like, have sex in. I don't know. Great set. Jenny Hogan, everyone. Yay! And then, yay! Jenny Hogan! Uh, we're going to fuck with the list a little bit just because he's got to go to something else. So we're putting him up next. Hey, everybody. Uh, he's one of my favorite people. I can't wait till he's on the 21 Next Plus show. Clap wildly for Jeff Dean. Just so you guys know, I tried to tell her to cross me off, but she's just too nice. Pam. Thank you, Pam. Um, so did anybody see the new uh, Star Wars movie? Yay, so yeah? Fun. You liked it? I, I went with a friend. Um, and I, I loved it, but he said it wasn't believable. And, and he's a Mormon, so I don't know. Um, I don't like it when people use Spanglish when they actually uh, don't need to, like if they can't speak English or Spanish. Um, and like I was dating this Asian girl, for instance, and she said she was taking a Muay Thai class, and I was like, I get it, you're really Thai, you know? <laughs> Um, so I, uh, I stopped watching porn, uh, just yesterday and, um, I, they say that porn gives you unrealistic expectations as far as what real sex will be like. And I always thought I was an exception to that rule. Like I never thought about adding like the pile driver to my repertoire of sexual positions, you know? Um, but I realized I was fooled, uh, 
because in porn, the man enters the woman so gracefully, you know, like with no hands. I don't know how he does it. Like the girl will be three feet away on a bed and he'll just be like, boom, like, you know, like, how does he do it? I always try to do it. And it always, and when I do it, it's like, I'm like, you know, and it never quite works out <laughs> as smoothly, you know. Um, and there's nothing more emasculating during sex than when a girl is just like, no, it's fine, I'll do it. And she just grabs it, and I'm just like, I can do it myself, you know. <laughs> um, that's all the jokes I have to work on. So, thank you, guys. Jeff Dean, what a sweetheart and a professional. He only had two minutes of jokes to do, so he dumped out just for you guys. Do we have comments for him? Jeff, I think you really need to commit to the act out of you, of like, when when you're going in, because you, you want it to be, you want them to see the struggle. You know, like, you want it, the audience will feel the frustration of the girl when you're failing to get it in. Is that a yeah. thing? No, other guys use their hands. Like, it's a great, amazing... That's the difference between us and, between us and cats. Us and cats, we have opposable thumbs. It's like a great human thing. It feels so awkward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, you uh, committed way more to uh, act out of brainwash, like I want to say like Thursday or something, and I feel like I got a much better reaction than, because I feel like you kind of, you got halfway to where you wanted to go. On this one, and there was, you know, a really killer tag I gave you uh, last week. Yeah. Didn't, even, didn't even use it. Didn't even use it. And I was like, "You motherfucker!" <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, no, I'm not. Um, here, there. Uh, I feel like uh, just on a separate note, uh, you could say, I don't know, something like, "I stopped watching porn again," uh, and you know, I don't know, try and go for it like that. Because I've heard you like do it a lot of times to watch porn in this joke, uh, and I feel like you really need to, you know, it'll sell that a little more. Uh, first of all, Cole, I don't think the brainwash needs any more free publicity. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, you, when you're doing the whole like Star Wars wasn't believable, that seemed like the very tip of the iceberg of the joke. I'm like, I, you bailed on it way early. I thought, I mean, you could just pick a movie from any scene. It's like we have, like I'm just thinking of Jar Jar. Like there was a reptile, a talking reptile riding a horse in a spaceship that shot, you know, like that's, you need to like get exactly, it's so, like there's so much to that than you. I should watch the movie and pick up yeah, there's like a whole, the whole thing is all ridiculous. So I think you like, in a very serious way, describing like, there are robots, you know, like describing that out, like that's not believable. That'll, that's like where that joke seems like it wants to go. Um, and then maybe at the end when you're like, yeah, I can do it myself, mom. Or there's something about, or maybe there's some parallel. It doesn't have to, you don't have to call her mom, but there seems to be like, there seems to be like that is something that your mom tells you to do, so you could call it out. It doesn't have to be as disgusting as like that exact way, but like that's just what yeah. came to mind. Is like my mom's the person that like readed the shit or like she all fixed all the stuff that I had problems with. So it seems like that's the place to take it. If I had a dick, every time I got a blowjob, I would say, "Look, mom, no hands." And I just wanted to tag on to what David said about your friend joke because uh, the the Rogue One. Yeah, I thought that was really good. You could also go in the direction of. Like, I thought it was about being Mormon more than the actual Rogue One stuff. So, I don't know if you wanted to... Yeah, because the punchline was like, and he's a Mormon. So, you could even go further and, like, rat on Mormons if you're 
if you want to or not, I guess. When he said when he said that line about he, he, it wasn't believable for him, but he was Mormon. I didn't see the movie, but I'm assuming something to do with like they believe in planets. But isn't that is that is that Scientology yeah, where they believe in aliens? Yeah. Okay. I thought maybe it would make a little more sense because I thought that's where you were going, but I I thought that was just Scientology and I wasn't sure. If, hmm. What was the connection with? It wasn't believable, but he was Mormon. Just that he believes in God, just or that it's a ridiculous yeah. thing. Right. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think you need to get really specific about Mormonism. Like he doesn't think yeah. this is believable. What What is believable is once yeah. you die, there's a guy named Fjord, and you own a planet, and you and then just like dig that's into that. If you could try and find a similarity between Rogue One and something Mormons do, you could like tie it together with like an analogy or something. And also with the um, with the sex with no hands, I thought. You were saying, like, I tried it with no hands, and I thought it would be funny if you were like, and I tried it with no hands, but the bear kept moving around, like the stuffed animal kept moving around. It was a little difficult. Anyway. <laughs> the pie, the pie kept moving around. Apple pie. <laughs> Jeff Dean, everyone. Jeff Dean. Clap wildly for Jeff Dean. He just, he just like walked off the stage like, I'm, and I'm done, you guys. I just thank you. And we're done. All right, your next comedian. I'm so glad that he's here. I haven't seen him in a while. We both grew up together in Danville, and we're both a disappointment to that town. Put your hands together for Brian Blanco. Alright, fuck yes, we are both disappointments to our parents, to our town, and everything, but we're here at Mutiny now, like, right? Because we're going to be winners now, Pam. We're going to be fucking winners with our fire and lightning bits. Give me some tags, motherfuckers. Let's do this. I'm a fucking waiter, you guys, because I didn't get no education. Pam, like, we were on the same yearbook page. When I found out she was doing comedy, I looked it up. She's got literally three lines of page annotations. Like, Pam was on page 3, page 37, page 64, page 97. Then you go down to my profile, it's just like no pages. Like, they're like, this guy didn't show up. He was here for three days and bounced. And then wondered why I lost it life. Okay, none of that was my material. Let's do this. I work in a restaurant. <laughs> Fucking work in a restaurant. I'm the worst waiter, but I love where I work because I work with a lot of seniors. And seniors are awesome. Like, you learn a lot about life waiting on seniors. There's these two little old ladies I wait on all the time, Margaret and Marianne. They're adorable. Yeah, they're best friends. They've been together forever. And uh, one day, she forgot her credit card, Margaret, and Marianne looked at her and said, you forgot your credit card well maybe you should look in your special hiding place and the other one goes oh yeah and pulls her credit card out of her bra I'm like holy shit this 90 year old lady got some moves and it got me thinking this old lady I would never curse in front of her or do anything but there's a real possibility that back in the day good old Margaret was a total slut 
right? Like it's a possible thing. She's lived a life, you guys. Like, like, like there's like, she might've been in the backseat of a 1957 Studebaker saying something like, oh, pull my hair, Leroy. Like, you know, like there's like, 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 and like the thing is though, is I started to get to know her and I started talking to her about some of her adventures. Turns out grandma was at Woodstock and shit. And she's like, you know, these girls these days, they think I'm ashamed of them because they're wearing slutty skirts. They got it wrong. I used to get 10 times the dick in my day wearing a plaid skirt. Like, so so I'm trying to say grandma is like, like nowadays we have cell phones and girls got to wonder if they're getting swiped right on. Grandma gave you a two hour window of opportunity that you could call her Wednesday night between the hours of six and eight and you had to talk to her dad first. Grandma was a gangster. You guys, I fucking love old people, except for one. <laughs> this one guy I waited on for years and years and years, this fucking dude, Walter. He fucking terrorized me, man. This guy would come into my restaurant for years. One time, like, and say humiliating shit, he's talking to his friend, and he's like, it's a good thing my son, John, got a job. Otherwise, he was going to have to become a waiter like Blanco over here. Yeah, I'm like, fuck this guy. And then, like, he just terrorized me for years and years and years, complain about me to my boss. One day he didn't come in for a while. Didn't see him for, like, six months. And I was like, I think about him. I haven't seen Walter for a while. Fuck that guy. I'm glad he's not coming in. Comes in, and he's got, like, a walker, and he's clearly had a stroke or something, and he's drooling. And all my coworkers see him, and they're human beings. They just see this old guy with a walker, and they run over to help him. And I'm like, holy shit, don't do this. I knew this guy when he was young and healthy, and he was a fucking asshole. Like, just because, like, he's old, like, he's like my grandpa, my sweet grandpa died at 64. He was a good man. Only the good die young. This guy got an extra 25 years of terrorizing waiters. And what you got to think about when you see an old white dude walking down the street is maybe that dude's on the wrong side of history. Like, maybe, like, like, just, like, check him out. Like, just because he's old doesn't mean he's an awesome person. Walk up to him, say something racist, see if his eyes light up. Like, you know, like, <laughs> let's, let's give this guy a test, you know? The old guy test. All right, I think that's it. I could ramble forever. Brian Blanco, making old men's eyes light up all the time. That was lovely said. Comments from the people. Shorter punchline to what you said. Uh, just pretty much the same thing you said, but a little bit rearranged. I said, just every time you look at the uh, an old person, just think that they have the N word in their heart. <laughs> so, and then, and then, uh, then uh, the other the other one was too. Is like I just think it'd be uh, you could just juice up the story with the old man. I was just thinking about like really being fucking mean. I wanted some retribution. So like either have like a I don't know. I was thinking about staging a scene where you like everybody's hugging him and then you go in close. It's like fuck you, old man. You deserve it or like or something where you just kick out his rocker because i like that shit i like being mean to old people i love that that's great thank you john yeah you whisper in his ear something ridiculous like you deserved this you tipped me 20 cents that one time and this is what you get motherfucker what's up dude good job and way to bring the energy um on a monday i think uh unlike this comment uh i think all that's i mean you were energetic and it was cool for the first couple minutes, but there was like a lot of setup that I think you could just like sum up with, you know, old people, by the time they're 80, they don't look like they've done anything exciting. Like to me, I don't know if like that ruins your jam, but like, I feel like that knocks out like a minute of exposition right there where you're not getting laughs. So like, I think get to the, 
I think it was like it's a it is a great insight. You see an old person, they don't look like they've ever fucked, like they've ever, you know, you know, kick someone's ass. They just mm-hmm. have a certain like look about them, and I think it's a great insight. But just like you can get us there really quickly with like that, just by saying your sort of premise in a straightforward way, um, and then like get into the material because it seems like you do have a bunch of good like tags and like I think what uh, Greg said works and some the last thing you said seemed like it was really working, but like just. You can get us on board with exactly what you're trying to say quicker, quickly. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, I thought it was interesting that he called you Blanco. Like your name tag probably said Brian. Like he's like insulting you and like calling you a nickname. I do that like, sometimes. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, no, I mean, good I think it's funny though. Like he's using like what would you'd think would be like a friendly nickname or something, to, but he's just insulting you. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Very good. Thank you. You good? Huzzah! Brian Blanco, yay! The right. All right, you guys are still listening to pop songs from the 40s because I like them. Your next comedian. Uh, his name is spelled interestingly and he doesn't have a last name. Everybody clap your hands wildly for Leroy! Yay! Again, the share treatment because Alyssa doesn't know my last name. She was the one that signed me up. Um, I gotta say, uh, I don't think that Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts are equal. Um, let that simmer in. Judge me before I go into it. Um, I, th- I just think Girl Scouts are just way better. Boy Scouts are at this level where they just they're like set to believe that they're on equal platforms as Girl Scouts. But really, no one gets excited for whatever the fuck Boy Scouts do. Like, I, I know that people fiend off of Girl Scout cookies. They know when Girl Scout cookie season is. It's to the point where you got smart business. These, these girls are going to be business women growing up. Um, where they have a girl that, like, posts up in front, of a, in front of a smoke shop. And she just sells, like, a bunch load of uh, cookies. Now girls just sell it online. And we don't know what the fuck Boy Scouts do. Like, they're a dying business. I think they sell, like, popcorn or something. Uh, no one's fiending off of that. We're just, my concern is everyone's concerned about, like, who bailed out the banks. I'm wondering who bailed out Boy Scouts. Like, <laughs> they literally just take all their money from whatever because they're not selling these popcorn tins. And um, they're just going on retreats in the woods where, like, older b- cubs or bears, I guess, um, teach them how to tie knots that are impossible to get out of. That's a little dangerous, um, thinking that you're always above or equal to girls and tying up knots that are impossible to get through. Um, I hope I get some tags out of that. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's important to figure out what we, we tell the kids, like in terms of what we teach them. Like I don't think we should tell kids that everyone is beautiful, um, basically because... If that was the case, we wouldn't be so upset when we ran into catfish. Um, I do get catfish sometimes that like at, try to add me on Facebook. Like they're obviously like shady because they have a weird portfolio of friends and no posts. But sometimes I'm very hopeful and think like maybe this catfish really wants to just know me for me, like the real Leroy Abweg, and get to know my last name and stuff and sometimes I'm thinking like maybe it's a reverse catfish where like the profile picture is actually a model but really she's a supermodel 
that really wants to get to know me and support my comedy career. Um, but yeah, I think dating's hard. Uh, pr probably finding catfish, catfish people is probably not the best route. I tried Tinder. Um, I was excited about Tinder the other day because I did get a Tinder message, um, which is unheard of. If you're a guy, you know this. It's unheard of to get the message first. I was so geeked when I saw this notification. I looked at it, and it said just two words, never mind, period, which is uh, very hurtful, very, very hurtful, um, which makes me think, like, if I could, like, kind of change what I'm into, I would really like to force myself to have a fetish. That would be very convenient for me because I'm unoriginal. I just like uh, boobs and ass. Uh, but, like, it would be very convenient for me to just be, like, in the feet. Like, uh, you could just look at feet all day and not uh, get caught looking at feet. And if you do get caught looking at feet, you could just say, nice shoes, and I get some brownie points because she's thinking, like, no one's ever noticed my open-toed Jimmy Choo's. And I'm just like, I noticed the open toes from the moment you walked in. Uh, but, yeah, that's my time. All right, everybody, that was Leroy. Comments from everybody. Open toed shoes. Hey, dude, I think. Um, uh, oh, sorry, uh, sorry, sorry. Uh, oh, okay. Um, yeah, I, I like the Tinder joke. I think the Tinder joke is good. I feel like the whole Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts thing. I don't know. You could say something about. Boy Scouts have a lot of scandals. That's what they're known for. You know, so like the whole gay counselors and maybe they, they, they're famous for other reasons. I don't know you can play with that. Okay, got it. Okay, so to me what's what I think is funny about Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts is like Boy Scouts are training to become like surviving woodsmen and Girl Scouts are trained to make cookies. So like is there some weird apocalypse it's like all we're doing is just like using compasses and making cookies like it's just a very that's a very weird way to simple I just think that's play on the like outdatedness like, of it yeah it's yeah. just like woods and cookies like those are that's what I mean that's to me what I got from it it's just like that's such a strange thing Girl Scouts don't seem like they have any useful skills like it's just they learn how to sell cookies yeah, are you boy. against business women yeah. is that what you're saying on mutiny radio yeah fake news next person no I'm just kidding no no, no I'm telling you <laughs> I'm, I'm, I like it. No, I like it. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Girl power. Yeah, thank you for that. Uh, you said something about the Boy Scouts where they were, they're all they're learning to tie is, is like to tie with rope. And to me, I thought that was a little creepy. So if you're wanting to do the comparison, you could be like, okay, well, uh, it's the difference between raising business women and little rapists. Okay. Cool. And now I'll just kind of. Yeah, no, like, I, I wanted to hear you guys' opinion on the rope thing, because, like, I, I think I was saying it a lot, and I wasn't sure if, like, it was touching the creepiness of it. Just say rapist, or say... I don't, <laughs> rapist, ropist, Give whatever you answers. want. I want to learn how to do Rapist comedy. and ropist, it's one, it's one oh, simple ropist. vowel, right? Oh, rapist right. versus hilarious. ropist. It's a vowel, the A versus the O. One's consensual. <laughs> One's I just meant because you were explaining like, oh, the, and the Boy Scouts do this and the Girl Scouts do this, but then at the end just say like, it's the difference between, oh, like, like what is the difference? Put a tag at the yeah, end, yeah. yeah. Got it. I like this. I like you guys. I really like the, I really like the catfish <laughs> bit of like, I'm really hoping to get catfish, you know, kind of like, a, maybe I'm lonely, you know. Uh, I was thinking maybe you could subvert it further by being like, I'm kind of, I'm kind of nervous, so I don't want to get catfish. So I made a fake profile, you know, just so they can't catfish me. So I reach out to them. And it, in fact, you're like the catfisher. 
I don't know if that would yeah. work, you know, like... Well, I don't want to be too be. honest, so... <laughs> right, right. Great paper. I'll leave some stuff off right. the stage. All right, cool. I like this. Hooray! Everybody put your hands together for Leroy! Yay! The jerk workshop. Not the jerk workshop, the joke workshop here on Mutiny Radio every Monday from 6 to 8. Hanging out here with great comedians, boys and girls. Your next comedian, she's definitely not a jerk. Uh, she's a lovely human being. You know, it's funny that jerk is not such a bad word, and that's what we call guys, but we call ladies bitches. Isn't that just like, that's just so double. It'd be nice if we could have a cool word like jerk. Like, I like soda jerk. That's cool. Jerk off. Sounds like a fun time. Anyway, your next comedian, you're going to have a great time with her. Everybody put your hands together for Jade. get to be a jerk or a bitch that's because i'm innocent uh for radio listeners and i am a wheelchair at least that's what the bus drivers call me um okay i'm gonna try to build a set so i'm gonna tell an old joke i'm gonna tell a new joke um a bit of advice uh make friends with disabled people we all got marijuana cards. We all got the best weed. Um, you know, how do you think I'll make friends? I'll smoke you out. How do you think I'll smoke my weed? I'll smoke you out. How do you think I'll bring the joint to my mouth? I'll smoke you out. We are an innovative people. I was smoking weed with my disabled friends. And we were trying to come up with you know your disabled when jokes. And my ex-girlfriend, that bitch, she says, you know you're disabled when you accidentally shit yourself. But you know how to form the shit into a smooth pancake between your ass cheeks. That way, when you get picked up, it doesn't fall off your ass onto the floor. See how that works? Just went way over your head. See, there it goes. There it goes. Okay. I, uh, yeah, no, you know, I think, I think it's important. I am going to make an outrageous claim, and that is that disabled people are the superior race of people. Yes, eugenics got it wrong. We are one step up. And, you know, I really believe that. I really do. I stand by that claim. Um, and that is because you will all become a, one of us one day, if you want already. Um, you're all going to be in fucking wheelchairs or missing an arm or schizophrenic from the fucking mushrooms you do. Because there's only going to be two outcomes, you know? You either die or you get disabled and then you die. <laughs> and if disability is the next stage before death, the penultimate stage when time stops, 
your questions are answered, and the universe wraps you in its arms as you complete a lifetime of humanity. Oh, fuck, I'd say that makes us pretty fucking superior, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. And then everyone's supposed to, like, cheer and piss, piss themselves and all that, so... Alright, that, that was it. That's all I wanted to do. Jay! Just another disabled entertainer there for you. You didn't do your own tagline, so I, of course, was going to do it for you. Someone push the microphone up closer to her face so we can hear her more. I know, there it goes. Come on, everybody. Help her out. There why, we go. Why do there they always we go. go limp on me every time? This is like every venue. I swear to God, it's not even a joke. Oh, thank you. Well, anyway, comments from. Does someone else want the mic? Why do I have the mic still? Yeah. Well, no, because it's the comment oh. period where people tell you how rad you are oh, okay. and that they're really, they're so proud of you for being a disabled entertainer. Oh. You know, they're like, wow, <laughs> so really exciting. breaking all of the boundaries right now. I love it when you talk about your vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think you did a great job. Uh, I liked in the beginning you said you should we should all be friends with disabled people because we have weed cards. And I was thinking of other things that would be beneficial if you had a friend in a wheelchair and that's like being first in the line at Disneyland. Like, you know, you can go up to the rides. Yeah. And I thought it'd be funny if you were like, okay, and I could also be the first in line at Disneyland. I'm too short for the rides, but it's just nice to know I can. <laughs> uh, and then the step up thing I thought was really hilarious. Uh, I thought maybe it would be funny if you did a callback to, like, we're fucking superior. Can you make a pancake out of your shit? I don't think so. Great job. Yeah, thank you. More commentary. Yeah, I love the part about, like, we're all eventually going to be disabled, I think. Yeah. That's, such a, that's such a great, like, insight that you're just kind of like, you're... And I think find more positive ways, like you're just a step ahead of us, you know, like you're, like that's where we're all going and you've kind of, you know, you beat us to the punch. I think, but that's a really, that's like a really great concept. Well, we're still trying to figure out how to maneuver the, like I, I, I only, I, if I was in a wheelchair, I'd have to go back to my Atari skills, you know, with like the old joystick that you could stick on your head like a unicorn horn, but I would have a tough time. I'd, I'd just run into walls all the time. I'd get lost. More comments? Okay, clap wildly, everyone. Jade! Killing it over yeah. Your next comedian, he runs an open mic on Tuesdays at OMG. Uh, he's a very funny man. You guys are going to love him. Clap wildly for Greg Gettle! All right, hello. So my name is Greg. It's a pleasure to be here. I was at the 7-Eleven uh, the other week because uh, I was buying cigarettes before work. And there was a lady in front of me. She was a homeless lady. And she was uh, buying a pint of vodka. And so the guy gets a pint of vodka. He says, that'll be $9. And then she takes all of her change that she's accumulated and just dropped it all over the desk and change goes everywhere. And this guy was very patient. He starts counting the change as you do. And while he's counting the change, I hear a voice from behind me say, nah, mama, nah, mama, I got you. And the homeless lady kind of got scared a little bit. She's like, what do you mean? And he's like, I'm going to pay for your vodka, mama. I'm going to pay for you. And she says, oh, okay. He's like, what else you want, mama? I'm going to pay for you. What else you want? And she's like, um, I, I guess I'll have another, can I get a pint of fireball? 
<laughs> He's like, no, mama. <laughs> you already got your liquor. Get some food. Get some substance. And then she's like, okay, I guess I'll have some slices of pizza. So they get the pizza, and they're, he's checking them out. And then she starts crying. She's like, why are you being so nice to me? No one's ever this nice to me. People look at me like I'm not a person. They look like I'm invisible. And you're just, treating, you're just being so nice to me. And he's like, and then they hug, and they start crying together. And she's like, no, mama, there's good people in this world. Just keep believing. 2017, keep believing, mama. And then they hug deeper and they're all crying. Everyone's kind of like moved by this. And, and while all this is happening, all I can think is, are they going to open a second line? <laughs> like this is beautiful and all, but I need my fucking cigarettes. Uh, I need to get to work. Uh, and then I think like uh, if I don't get to work, I'll just end up like mama. <laughs> you know, just, I need fireball. I was at a bar recently. Surprise, surprise. I was at a bar and there's a lot of guys at the bar, not too many ladies. And all of a sudden, these four beautiful ladies come into the bar and they sit at the bar and and I and they, they order their drinks and I go up to talk to one of the girls and I'm, we're just kind of small talking a little bit. And while we're small talking, one of the friends in the group says, can't us girls have a girls night out and not get hit on? And I was like, no. <laughs> no, you cannot miss. Uh, and they didn't like that. I was an asshole, you know, that I should be more open-minded. But it's just hard because I know girls always say I was, they always get hit on and, and all this stuff. But it's hard for a guy to understand that because, guys, we never get hit on. Like, I remember two weeks ago, a, a comedian said that I was a handsome person. And while she was telling me that, I had to leave because I went into a panic attack. Uh, <laughs> something, this is weird. This is weird. Error. Error. You know, like, she's clearly crazy. <laughs> And so I got so mad. So I went outside. I went to go smoke a cigarette to kind of relax a little bit. And while I was smoking that cigarette, um, a guy came up to me. He's like, can I get a cigarette? I was like, nah, man. And he's like, okay, never mind. Have a good one. And he walked away. And then another person came up to me. Can I get a cigarette? I was like, no, you can't have a fucking cigarette. And they're like, you don't got to be so moody about it. God. And then another person came up to me. Like, can I get a cigarette? I was like, can't a cigarette smoker just have a cigarette and not get bothered? And... That's when I realized that uh, there's some similarities between uh, men and women. Um, all right, guys, my name is Greg Gettle. Thank you so much. Greg Gettle! Finally understanding what it's like to be a woman because he has a cigarette in his mouth because he looked sexy. Look at the 20s, we're back again. Cigarettes in your mouth look sexy. Comments. Uh, I love your material. It's hilarious. The only comment I have for you is like, I feel like sometimes you talk too loud. Like, because, uh, and to me, it's like communicating like, like we wouldn't listen to you like if you weren't speaking so loudly. So I'm kind of like wondering, like, why is he talking so loud? Right. So I, I don't know if anyone else feels like, please discard it if it's not right. No, no, no. Uh, I, I think I second. Okay. I was actually having a similar thought while you were performing. Like, your, your stuff is very funny. Um, but yeah, I, I think I agree with Richard about that. Yeah. Yeah. There was, a, there was a poetry professor I used to have, uh, and he said that if they aren't listening, your impetus is to get louder and faster, but it should be to get quieter and slower. And so it was something that we were taught, because no one wants to listen to poetry, right? But if you speak slower and quieter and more quietly, the audience is more apt to come around to you even though, I mean, my impetus is just keep going faster and get more excited. <laughs> but it just, it, so there, there you go. So I'm seconding it, what everyone's saying. I think the main part of that, I mean, I know you're like, yeah, you have a ton of experience. It's just like, by switching up the volume more, 
you're going to be able to emphasize the most important parts of your jokes and what really matters and what you're really trying to make funny more, you know, like it's just going to help us give us some emphasis because if everything's a 10, then we don't know what's like mm -hmm. set up anyway. But I really, yeah, I thought it was a really funny. I love the second line joke and, uh, you just kind of made me think about like, is there some sort of like uniform that girls can wear to not get hit on? Like, I feel like there should be some specific Jersey or you could like, there's just something that it'd be really funny if girls could, uh, have a certain like overalls. <laughs> yeah, it's called I mean, Osh Bagosh overalls. That, but it does seem like there's. It could be a funny thing to think about of like what would what should girls wear if they don't want to get hit on something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Are you okay with this? You seem like. No, yeah, I, I just uh, get, get fat. What? He's worried about being fat. What is happening? I'm so confused. If they didn't want to get hit on, they could get fat. Oh, I see, I see. <laughs> there you go. Well, then that's the suit that you wear. You wear the fat suit. Like, Tyra did it once. She went out with a fat suit on, and everyone looked at her funny, too. I feel nothing. <laughs> I feel nothing. <laughs> Any more comments for Greg? Everybody clap wildly for Greg Gettle. Yay! Greg Gettle, go see him on Tuesdays at OMG. If you buy a drink, you get an extra two minutes. Your next comedian, he's a part of Destiny's Mom. They do a bunch of great shows, and you can see him at the upcoming Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Put your hands together. It's David Roth. Uh, so I recently had like an STD scare. Uh, but it was perfect timing because I was like totally in the mood to call all my exes on the same day. Um, like, hey, hey, Annie, remember how you said, like, we have nothing in common? Well, how's about syphilis? Uh, <laughs> I was a virgin for so long, I did kind of feel like a badass a little bit for having an STD scare. It's like, you know how these diseases were transmitted, right? Sexually. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Or like, yeah, remember that time you asked what's up and I was like nothing while well, I was inside a contaminated vagina. Um, part of it, yeah, I had like, it was crazy. I had like all these rashes on my arms and they sort of spread to my palms and then like my waistline. Uh, and I was, my dad's a doctor, so I like sent him some photos and like asked what was wrong. And he's like, yeah, he's like, did you have unprotected sex? That was the first thing he asked. It like wasn't on my junk yet. And then I was like, yeah, and he just, he just texted me back like, unprotected is unforgivable. <laughs> it was such a perfect dad thing. And I was like, at least she was Jewish. And he's like, well, who, and then he's like, who's catering the bris? <laughs> and I was like, Henry and Lorraine. And I'm like, I'm ready to be a parent though. You make it look like so much fun. I, uh, <laughs> the funny thing is like, I was gonna go on a date with this girl. Um, on a Friday night, we were supposed to go out, but then I told her I had just, you know, like these weird fucking skin rashes, and so we called it off. And then I decided to like take a bunch of photos uh, to send to my dermatologist. So like that night, I just took like photos of my arm, and I'm like taking my shirt off and took photos of like my back, and it had just kind of spread everywhere. But then for some reason, I guess Facebook has this new like algorithm, because they were like, <laughs> David, we saw what you were up to on your Friday night. Here's the slideshow. And they just like, so they basically set my fucking dermatology photos to club music. It's like, and it's just like my fucking arm and my ass is just like all 
over the place. I don't know how to present that in a more comedic fashion, but if it, I'm looking for act outs, uh, <laughs> act to help with that. Um, what else? Totally different. Uh, yeah, I'm from like Michigan. Uh, I'm from Detroit, and I think we just have like very different views on immigration, like than the rest of the city. Like Texas wants to build a wall, but like in Detroit. We would just be f- so flattered if anyone tried to swim across the Detroit River. Like, it is, <laughs> like, it seems like, uh, what am I trying to say? Mm. Yeah, it seems like a really good starter city if you're from Aleppo. Like, if you move from, like, Aleppo to San Francisco, like, it would be just complete culture shock. But, like, how amazing would it be, like, to just move to the States and feel right at home? Um... I remember, yeah, like, the funny thing about Detroit, uh, my buddy one time had, like, an emergency there in Detroit. He called 911 and just went, like, straight to voicemail. <laughs> it was like, uh, you just called Detroit. Is your emergency that you're currently in Detroit? All right, guys, thank you. That's my David Roth, everyone. All the way from Detroit. Doesn't look it, but it's true. So um, your first syphilis joke was was really good. I would just uh, slow slow down just a smidge, but it was funny. The very first one, the what do we have in common, uh, syphilis? In common. Yeah, yeah, it's perfect, but um, you said it a little fast. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Big comments. I like the idea of Facebook trying to tag people in your rashes. Like, hey, is this a face? And this is like, no, it's just your rashy back. <laughs> it's like, hey, is that a grandma? <laughs> no, you could tab, you could tag back. David Bory on your ass, depending on what the, what the, <laughs> whatever the thing he looked like. You know, you could. Yeah, yeah. It's cute. You could tag people's faces. Or is there something with a concept of like, based on their social network, like you, they can guess who gave you the STD oh, or yeah, something like that? Yeah, I, I like the they, idea they have, like, that face the recognition is there anything with? Uh, or it's like, oh, that rash definitely came from. Right, right. Like I like I to know. find out what the algorithm of Facebook thinks your rash looks like. You know what I mean? Like you put the picture up and it's like, who do you want to tag, Ginny Hogan? And you're like, it does look like Ginny a little. <laughs> do you know like <laughs> the way your rash looks or whatever? <laughs> like, because it always wants to tag people for you, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it always wants the face recognized. Any oh, there are comments. That was bad. These are new. Everyone <laughs> loved your set. Everybody loved no, your set. No, I mean, these are new jokes, so <laughs> give me something. Florentina. All right, how about that? That was fun. Uh, the Aleppo thing, I thought that was, that was funny, but, I, and I did hear you s- say that joke before, but uh, one thing that kind of confused me is that you were talking about Michigan and then Detroit, and when, I guess when I think of Michigan, I, like, I think you're from some really nice place part but what if you just like specifically say Detroit a couple of times because I I was kind of confused I was like wait like Michigan would be really nice what's so wrong about that or maybe like set it up a little bit say something about Detroit say a joke about Detroit set it up right because I think I I worded it before like I feel really bad for those Syrian refugees because some of them end up in Detroit oh yeah I I did hear it like that and that made a little bit well and it's it's funny that Florentina doesn't realize that Detroit is in Michigan and none of us do either because you're like Michigan sounds like a nice place it looks no, like I a hand nice it's people. a nice place and no, I, Detroit's I so know, gross I did know Detroit is in Michigan but when you're saying Michigan 
Right, they're like, not like interchangeable. I, like you need to be. I need to be really specific. Yeah, because for me, I think like, well, Michigan. There's some like nice parts, but people Michigan. vacation in Michigan. I don't know. You look like you're from the suburbs of Michigan, not from Detroit. You know. Yeah, I am. I Get am. a tattoo on your neck, bitch. And you know how there's like the whole year about your rash. Sorry about your chlamydia. Um, oh yeah, I'm STD free. Two thousand listeners. <laughs> but you know how there's the year in review. And yeah. you had all the pictures about uh, of your rashes. Maybe it's like, oh, they had the skin in review. Right, right. All right, that's cheesy. That's funny. No, okay. there, could, there could be something with that, like a dermatological. Is it accurate to say people who think Michigan is nice have never been to Michigan? <laughs> <laughs> I thought the um, 911 voicemail was really funny. I don't know, maybe... I just thought the premise was good. I don't know, maybe there's like some menu or something like that. Like, if you are being murdered, say, homicide. That's very Wait, funny. What kind of if you're being raped, scream, fire. <laughs> I was taught that. You don't ever scream rape, you always scream fire. Because people care about a fire. They don't give a fuck about your vagina. You know what I'm saying? Everybody clap wildly for David Roth. Yay! Hey, everybody. This is the Bar to Joke Workshop, where to fill in everybody, we stop giving comments, and we just act like a regular comedy play, so we just give four-minute sets. I'm excited to do that right now. I hope you are, too. Everybody, put your hands together for your next comedian. It's Priyanka Wally! Wait, we don't do feedback anymore? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, okay. Um, I uh, I recently I recently broke up uh, with a geologist, and it was the weirdest. It was the weirdest breakup. He described our relationship as continental drift. He was like, "Babe, I thought we were Pangea." I was like, no, I'm S- Africa, you're South America, we're oceans apart. Thank you, thank you very much, thank you. Um, so I love the winter time. Winter is my favorite favorite time of the year because um, of the depression. Um, and uh, I, I was getting like really, really dry skin. So uh, I went to the doctor and I was like, Dude, my skin is way dry. I actually got diagnosed with low vitamin D and low vitamin A. Dicks and ass. Um, So I was like, well, what do I do? You know, because do I just take a bunch of supplements? My doctor was actually like, you need to eat some chicken liver. So I was like, oh, so this is the beginning of becoming like the cat lady. Like, this is the cat lady starter kit that's happening. Like, I'm going to go to Whole Foods and get chicken liver for one. And the guy's going to look at me and be like, what are you going to do with that? And that actually happened. So uh, I was hoping that that joke would be funnier than it is, but it's not. (laughs) Um, I like watching old movies. Uh, I recently saw this very old movie. Um, it's called Thinner, based off of the novel by Stephen King. A couple of you guys know what I'm talking about. If you guys don't, it's okay. It got 16% on Rotten Tomatoes. So, uh, But this, uh, this movie is about a fat man who is an asshole. 
Now, he's not an asshole because he's fat. In fact, I have no idea why he's fat. Maybe it runs in his family. Honestly, I doubt anyone runs in his family, but... (laughs) That's besides the point. Uh, And um, there's an important scene in the movie where he gets cursed by a gypsy. And how this very fat man gets cursed is that the gypsy comes up to him and touches his cheek, and then she says the word, thinner. And he starts to lose a bunch of weight. And I was thinking to myself, what kind of gypsy curse is that? (laughs) It's like, I'm going to curse you. And you know what? For a while, you're going to look real good for a while. You're going to lose a few pounds. You're going to enjoy it. It's like, are there other gypsies out there that are like, every joke you write is funny. (laughs) Thank you very much, you guys. Thanks. Running with the devil. Is that who she's running with? Uh, your next comedian, he used to run with the devil. Uh, by that I mean he and Jim Beam used to be friends. I still, I want to have this talk with you where you make me feel better about how much I drink because you tell me the stories about what happened. Uh, it'll be it'll be just like AA, except uh, I won't, anyway, I'll, I'll just, I'll laugh at your jokes. Anyways, you guys, he's really, really funny. You guys are going to love him. Clap your hands wildly for Matthew Banks. All right. Perfect. I can't stand these unpredictable people. I, I don't know. Like, if you're going to be a dick, be a dick all the time. And I'm okay with it, so I know what to expect. If you're going to be nice, be nice all the time. I mean, I know the ladies have, like, something like once a month or whatever that they can't get around. But you get two or three days. But after that, I mean, you know, be who you are or whatever. You know, I think, and there needs to be some kind of warning. Like, if, like, you know, if your mom dies or something, you get three days. I don't know. To where you can just be a fucking asshole all you want. Whatever. Like, today is dickhead days, guys. You know, you all got to have that one day. But I don't know. At work, there's this one guy that drives me fucking crazy. Like, one day you walk in and he's, like, all in a great mood great mood wanting to tell you jokes and the next day he's like out of his fucking mind it's driving me crazy anyway uh so i'm from mississippi originally and uh i just got back home from uh from the holidays and like i didn't realize like how much like racism just comforts me (laughs) uh i don't know it's like a warm glass of milk i mean i go right to sleep and i I mean I'm not saying that I agree with it. I I am totally against racism. I don't like it at all. But for some reason, I mean, you can't help what you grew up with. You know, and I I got off the plane. There's this black and white couple, and they had a kid. And this white lady walked by, and she's like, oh, look, a half and half. And I was like, oh, my God, you fucking racist. But I felt relaxed. I felt... (laughs) I felt like I was finally home. I mean, all I'm saying is, like, if Hitler, like, sang me, like, a lullaby, I would be very conflicted. But I'd probably go to sleep. Um, You know, most people say, like, home is where the heart is. But for me, it's kind of like home is where the hate is. Um, Anyway, it's kind of like guns. Like, I love guns. I'm, I'm against guns, but I love them. I mean, I grew up with guns. We used to shoot shit all the time, have a great time. I mean... But I don't think I should be able to buy one. I'm a fucking psycho. <laughs> you know, um, 
But anyway, I, now I just moved here recently, and uh, it's been quite the shock for me. Like, everybody's really sensitive and, like, is very careful not to offend people, which to me is kind of offensive, you know. And this, this guy came up to tell me a yo mama joke the other day. He's like, my mom is so fat she got stuck in a door. And I was like, hold on, bro. I was like, first of all, that's the dumbest fucking joke I've ever heard in my life. Like, second of all, there are no my mama jokes. <laughs> It's like it's yo mama, my fucking asshole. Oh, it drives me crazy. And all this like shaming stuff here, like I don't know. It's like the slut shaming and gay shaming, fat shaming, victim shaming, all this other stuff. Like, if you're ashamed, it's your fault. <laughs> I mean, I I mean, in my like shame is like. Shame is the barometer. It's like, okay, I'm doing something that I don't like or I, I'm, I don't approve of. Maybe I should change. Um, maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Shame is a good thing. I'm not saying shaming is a good thing. I'm saying shame is a good thing. You know, I've been sober 10 years. And I'm like, you know how I got sober? Shame. Uh, this is how I got sober. Um, I don't know. I'm just saying stand up for yourself. Like, good God. I don't know. Anyway, all this like self-love like nonsense. Like, why the fuck would I love myself? I'm the problem. <laughs> you know, um, I, I just don't get it. You know, let's see, let's see if I get it. I gave up potato chips. Oh. I did. I couldn't hear the TV. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Shame him for not eating Pringles. Once you pop, you can't stop, and then you can't hear the TV. Clearly. Actually, I think that Pringles, because they're made from dehydrated potatoes, you can actually let them melt in your mouth. So they're the one chip that doesn't have to crunch, and they're amazing. Uh, Matthew Banks, everybody. Great set. Yay! Your next comedian, another super funny guy, uh, super pathetic uh, life. Love to hear about it every time he brings it in. You guys are going to love him. Clap like you've never clapped before. For John Gallagher! Clap for me and my pathetic life. My piece of garbage life. Uh, yeah. So uh, this is about piece of garbage. I started a new temp job. It's pretty fun. Uh, let's see, it was a, there was a weird tension uh, when I started working there. Uh, I didn't know why until one of my uh, coworkers uh, wandered into where I was working, and he wandered in. He's one of these guys in the office who's like the office gossip, but he wandered in the way that like the town crier would like let you know that the snake has poisoned the well, or there's like a snake in the well. He's like, he's like, I gotta tell you the news. Like one of those guys, and he comes up. He's like, Hey, I don't know if you felt like a weird energy around here, but. The last guy, the guy that you're replacing, uh, was just convicted of murdering his entire family. And I was like, ah, fuck. Now I have to outwork a murderer? Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. And just, not just one murder, like a whole family of murders? Like, you know how much, like, pre planning and then manual labor that takes, too? Like, if you're just killing one person, you have one body disposal, but then he's got to figure out how to get three of those people in the same room, take them out one by one, chop up their bodies, find a place to bury their bodies, dispose of them. I don't know. I mean, I guess the thing that should be comforting to me is that he did get caught, so I guess he's like the temp of murderers, you know what I mean? Like, he didn't, he's not very good. Uh, the other thing is, this is a weird job, so what I do is I package up high-powered rifle scopes. 
Yeah. So they're like three. Yeah, it's fucking bizarre. They're like three thousand dollars a pop, and like I just assumed because they all have like pictures of like hunting, but these are like crazy high end like scopes. So you, you put them on your rifle, and they can like re- record like high definition stuff to like live leak. They have like infrared footage, and they can work in night. And I was like, oh, yeah, this must be like high like awesome deals for like hunting. And I talked to like my friends and my dad and people that hunt, and my dad was like. Uh, you can't hunt at night. That's poaching, and that's super illegal. <laughs> so, like, now I learned that, one, hunting is illegal at night, and also that apparently $18 an hour is all it takes for me to be an accessory to murder. That's cool. So, like, like I am, these are definitely killing people. Like, uh, one of my, one of my coworkers proudly exclaimed the other day, he's like, hey, I just packed up a $500,000 order to the Ukraine. It's like, oh, boy. Can't wait, can't wait to check out the live leak footage of Russian dissidents being fucking gunned down with this ship. The 314 scope x baby, what a product plug. It's fucking good. I'm learning a lot of stuff. Though. Like I said, it was good to talk to the dad. Uh, my dad uh, texted me that one of his, uh, uh, one of his coworkers' husbands d- died of a heart attack. Uh, there's no better way to tell a person that you don't give a shit about that person dying than communicating the message of a death via text message. <laughs> I feel like uh, it's like, yeah, you can, you'll pick this up whenever. Just get back when you have time or something. I don't know. Uh, but it was good talking to him. Yeah, I've been thinking about my dad. I think I'd be a great dad. Uh, and I was thinking about like all my friends, how you were raised. Like, I don't know if you guys had this, uh, you know, Mississippi maybe. When you have, you're talking to your friends, and they, when you were kids, one of the ways that parents would discipline you is if you had a, one of your parents catch you smoking or drinking, what the parents would do is they'd you know, make you drink all the beer, smoke all the cigarettes. And then when they tell you this time, they tell you this when you're like smoking outside or you're blackout drunk in a bar. It's like bad parenting, right? It had the opposite effect. So that's what I do. If I catch my kid drinking or smoking, what I do is I take the cigarettes, the booze from, and then I'd smoke the entire pack or just drink all the beers in front of them. Yes. Yeah, and then I do that every day <laughs> for 40 years until I am on my deathbed of like cirrhosis or like lung cancer. And then as soon as I'm about to die, I just bring them in closely and just say like, this was all your fault. And then I die. <laughs> it's good parenting. All right, bye. Amazing parenting tips brought to you by John Gallagher. Yeah, love those parenting tips. Absolutely. You don't shake a baby, you shiver them. Do you understand? You just shiver them a little bit because you tell them, why won't you stop crying? Little shiver, never a shake. Your next comedian, uh, sorry, was that too dark? Uh, He could have been a baby that I might have shivered when he was a child and I was a babysitter back in the day when he was a child and I was a teenager. Everybody put your hands together for Cole Chapman! Give it up for me, I guess. <laughs> Woohoo! Uh, all right. Hey, guys. Um, I was doing a show recently, and a guy got my attention afterwards uh, in a really weird way. Let me show you. He went, hey! He was about 100 feet away. Got my attention. Pro tip. If you want to get someone's attention, just scream hey at them, uh, and they're bound to go, bah! And like just kind of rebound from that. He walks up to me. He goes, uh, he goes, hey man, great show. I was like, that's not what I expected you to say <laughs> after after screaming hey from a distance. But uh, here we are. Uh, and he said, he said, great show. But I got some advice for you. 
And I was like, you ever do stand-up before? He was like, nah. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. Uh, what's your advice? He was like, man, you funny. But shut the fuck up. I was like, oh. All right. <laughs> That's it? He was like, yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I was like, okay. All right, cool. Uh, and it was weird because like, that's, like, I totally got what he was saying. You know, like it totally made 100% sense. Like normally I'd keep talking right now, but this happens. And I was like, man, if you just shut the fuck up, we would have had a great time. <laughs> we would have had, uh, had a lot of fun. Um, I'll, you know, I'm trying to figure out an end. If you guys want to give me notes afterwards, that'd be fine. Or I'll shut the fuck up, whatever. Um, thank you. Uh, I saw my teacher, my third grade teacher for the first time in since third grade, uh, like two weekends ago. And it was weird because uh, the first thing she said to me was, uh, I don't remember you. And then I was like, no, we used to hang out all the time. You know, it was like a lot of fun. You remember Cole Chapman, blah, 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 like the fun guy. And she was like, oh, yeah, you turned my hair gray. And I was like, good to see you too. <laughs> it was just like such a weird like life. Because in, in that moment, I realized that all the awesome times that I thought were awesome were secretly just ruining her life <laughs> like this entire time. It was just like, what a weird rearrangement of my childhood fun memories. <laughs> like I thought, I thought we were having good all this whole time. But it's like, well, being a kid's like blackout drunk. You can't control yourself. You don't know what you're doing or why. You're just doing stuff. And then later, 17 years down the line, she's like, yeah, you fucked up. I'm like, oh, shit. It's like, remember 94? Yeah, worst year of my life. That was you. I was young, and then I wasn't after you. It's like, oh, great. Thank you. Uh, but all that did was make me want to teach because I'd love to, well, I'd love to have that moment 17 years down the line when some kid's like, remember me? And I'm like, yeah, Cheryl was never the same after you. And they're like, whoa, what happened? It's like, well, you don't want to know. <laughs> they're like, oh my God. And then just, you know, fuck that kid. It's a life up, you know, that'd be fun. Guys, I'm all with the long con. Uh, you know what I mean? Great. Glad you do. Glad you all know what I mean. Uh, yeah, um, I'm trying to, 2017, I'm all about self-improvement stuff. We can all hopefully get on board with that. Uh, and I like that, but uh, what happens if no one gives a shit that you like improved yourself? You know what I mean? Like, I'm, like, I'm trying to do self-improvement so I could be more successful with women and stuff, but the type of women I like to date, apparently, could best be described as a contestant on MTV's Next, <laughs> which is not someone you want to date. <laughs> Hey, man, if you'll have me. Sure, yeah. I'll try and fuck that soccer mom, whatever. <laughs> Maybe she'd listen. I don't know, because every time I try to, it's like some really hot 25-year-old who like, doesn't give a shit about anything. I'm like, hey, by the way, like, I'd step off that bus and have like my three facts and be like, Cole Chapman likes to cook. He's very clean and he loves his mom. And then like I'd step off the bus and she'd be like, next, faggot. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Leaving facts like, you hurt Cole Chapman's feelings. She's like, mm, oh well. And then I had like the confessional afterwards, and she'd be like, he looked like BJ Novak, but more like B minus Novak. See ya next. Be like a big stamp on my sad, dumb face. <laughs> hmm. All right, uh, I think that's all I got for you guys. Thanks so much. Cole Chapman, everyone. I hope that our soccer mom picks you. Uh, I'm going to post her picture now that she's given me permission. She's really cute, you guys. She's really, really darling. Yeah, it's going to be great. There's going to be a show here on March 11th. There's going to be a beautiful 
uh, early 40 something soccer mom on stage there's going to be two there's going to be two um, microphones she's going to speed date a comedian when she's bored of them she's going to say next if they make it through the speed date portion they get to do some jokes for her and she can say next whenever she wants it's going to be a really fun show at the end we give her a pizza so they can go back to her house and Netflix and chill it's going to be great Uh, basically she wanted to bone my 30 something year old comedian friends and I'm like we can make a show out of this your next comedian maybe he'll want to be on this too clap your hands wildly for Richard Cervantes so dramatic it's like the Oscars thank you like to upset (laughs) whatever um I was in the tenderloin at this bar and uh, this guy who used to be a pimp uh, started talking to me because I, I get, you know, approached by those kind of people. <laughs> He's like, oh, a susceptible mind. <laughs> I can mold him to my liking. Uh, and he was like, he's like, listen, women are like cats and cameras. They love it when you don't pay attention. And I was like, wow. So... <laughs> yeah. So now I'm employing this strategy on about 3.5 billion women. <laughs> so I, I'm in danger, guys. At any moment, I could just be ambushed. <laughs> Living that pimp lifestyle, you know? I don't even pay attention. <laughs> um, I'm probably going to be as famous as Justin Bieber. And uh, it's just a matter of time, really, because in 7.5 billion years, the sun is going to swallow the earth. (laughs) And at that point, there will be no humans to recognize that other humans are famous. And so me and Justin will be on the same level. So (laughs) it's really just a waiting game. You know, like uh, with musicians, like sometimes when they're playing like a guitar, I'm like, oh, you could just be doing that to get girls, you know? Like, I don't really know what your motive is. But I saw a guy playing the kazoo, and I was like, man, this is for love. (laughs) You know, because like, there's no way to woo a lady with a kazoo, you know? Just like, like, hey, I hope you like my place. Mind if I play uh, some music for you? Oh. <laughs> I want to see the bedroom. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, I feel like I need like a button right next to my bed, uh, and I wake up first thing in the morning and I hit the button, and what it does is it sends a text message to every single person that I hung out with the previous day, and just it's a generic apology. <laughs> just like, sorry, I was probably really awkward. It wasn't my intention. I probably, <laughs> I probably left without saying goodbye. I meant no harm. <laughs> went, went to some awkward parties this week. Um, sometimes I eat like a really big meal and I feel like my body's like, ooh, I wonder what we're gonna do with all this energy. Like, ooh, hiking? Ooh, extra non? Is this some sort of kayaking trip? <laughs> and then I just like sit down and watch a documentary. <laughs> My body's like, Richard, we didn't need 2,500 calories <laughs> to watch this bio on Ben Franklin. Um, so I, I have been learning about Ben Franklin because I'm a uh, ninth grader again. And like, I'm just, 
he, he like he had so much responsibility. Like he had to go to England on behalf of America to repeal the Stamp Act. I'm like, damn, that's a lot of responsibility. Like that, I I feel stressed just like trying to buy stamps, you know. <laughs> Like, cause you know, it's, it is stressful cause you don't like know, I don't know exactly how to do it. Like, I, f I feel like it always happens at the checkout line or something and they're like, did you find everything you needed? And you're like, oh yeah, but do you have any stamps? <laughs> like it feels like a drug deal, you know? Like you have stamps and they're like, stamps? and they like reach underneath. I don't even, I don't know what's underneath. <laughs> it's like, they reach underneath and then it's like they like, it even sounds like a drug deal like, do you want Liberty Bell or Elvis? <laughs> like, ooh, Elvis sounds fun. <laughs> All right, that's it for me, thanks guys. Richard Sarvade, choosing Elvis every time. That's right, that or the flowers. It's like, but the flowers only a three stamp, so you have to put like 20 flowers to like make it, anyways. I never understand it. Your next comedian, what a lovely flower she is. Clap your hands wildly for Elizabeth Mansfield. <laughs> Oh, I like this music. <laughs> Sexy music. Um, I came here from a Tinder date. So I look so cute today. Um, and I thought it was going pretty well. I like I scheduled it for four. And then when we got there, I was like, let's get a drink. I have to leave at 530. And he was like, oh, like, but I feel like an hour and a half is like a, appropriate time for a first date with somebody. Right. So then when I leave, I was like, I have to go. And he goes, that was really fun. Next time, maybe no time limits, time limits, hmm? Like, pretty much guarantees that I will never, ever, ever give this guy a blowjob. Because I feel like he's just me like, that was pretty great. Next time, not so much eye contact, okay? Okay? Like, never again. Um, yeah, online dating. I'm, I'm just starting to do it. It's like my 2017 goal is to like go get myself a boyfriend and it's very painful on the way there. That's not a joke. That's just my life. Um, this is a joke, but also my life. I, my parents gave me an Amazon Echo for Christmas and do you, does anybody have one of these? Okay. It's a thing where you're like, Alexa, play this song. Alexa, do this. And so I live in a building, it's a pretty small building, all the neighbors know each other, and I have these very smug married neighbors who are like, oh, I heard you bumping around last night, was it another three martini Wednesday? <laughs> like, they just think I'm a disaster. And I came home drunk last Saturday, and I wanted to like not wake them up and be like refined and mature, and I was like, Alexa, play a bit of Beethoven. And Alexa heard play Pitbull level 10. So my entire building woke up at 3 a.m. to like, Mr. Worldwide coming to you live. Timba. That happened to me. Um, what else? Um, I turned 35 this year. And thank you. People say I look younger than I am. And like, they're right. I'm just kidding. Um, but so like all these weird things happen now that I'm turning like my that I'm getting into my like solid mid 30s. Like my body is changing in weird ways. Like the middle of me is getting thicker, but like my wrists and ankles are still pretty slim. So I kind of just like I'm just I'm turning into a starfish. 
And I like to think that like each point on the star is like something I can be proud of. I'm like, I have a college degree. Like I have a great job. And then the middle is just like 20 years of bad decisions that I'll guarantee I'll never be able to wear jeggings ever. Um, I thought that would be funnier. Okay, cool. Um, what else? Uh, wrong audience. <laughs> right? And then you can't wear them. Like there are girls who like walk around and they just wear like Lululemon leggings and that's like a cute outfit. Like I can't do that. And I'm upset about it. Um, okay, so here's another weird thing about getting older. Like I've made it 35 years without getting an STD. So I feel like I'm due. Oh, no. So like, I'm like more scared of sex now than I've ever been in my life. So like, I will meet somebody and like, I've, I should be carefree now and like just be sleeping with everybody having so much fun. But like, I meet someone, I'm very serious. I'm like, we both need to get tested and then we can have sex with a condom. And it, <laughs> it's not doing much for my personal life. I should just hang out with that guy who's telling me what to do all the time. Okay, I think that's all I have. Thanks, guys. Everybody remember, Herpes Simplex 1 and Simplex 2 are the same herpes, just location, location, location. If you have a cold sore on your face, please don't go down on a lady or a man. Don't hate fuck your ex. Yeah, I know, right? You just wait till that, it just, the blister just starts to come out and you call up your ex-boyfriend and you call it hate fucking. Don't do that. And uh, bringing up your next comedian. He would never hate fuck. Everybody, it's Jared Schoen. Yay! My love, my life, my uh, right up top, I'm going to start with a joke. Uh, I'm biting this joke. I can't claim this joke. This isn't mine, but I heard it the other day, and it really tickled me. So uh, you may have heard it already. If you heard the garbanzo joke, you know what you're in for. Anybody? Garbanzo joke? No? Okay. So a man asks Donald Trump, they say, hey, do you know the difference between a garbanzo bean and a chickpea? And Donald Trump says, yeah, I've never had a garbanzo bean on my face. I wasn't going to do that, but honestly, uh, it's a good one. It's a doozy. I had a half day at work today. They canceled half my day, and they're like, go home, full pay all day. So I found this fucking hash bar over here called Spark on uh, Mission, and I forget where. But I've been smoking hash all fucking day. I am historically high. It is a it is an historic moment for civil rights. I'm so fucking high today. But I left there, and whenever I'm over here, I have to stop at the Goodwill by South Van Ness and Mission because it's a fucking diamond in the rough. There's some good stuff over there. And as I was checking out this guy, I couldn't hear specifically, but I heard him say, I thought he said, fuck you, Beaner. And I looked over, and he was being escorted out. And I thought, I couldn't have heard that. And it was a Mexican guy escorting him out. And then as he got near the door, he looked back and he said, they're building that fucking wall and I voted for him. And he was literally, I learned later he was drunk. I learned later, I asked, what is going on? Is he serious? They said that he's got caught shoplifting. So he gets caught shoplifting. He thought he would turn around and insult this nice Mexican man. It was ridiculous. So sorry, I had to leave with the Trump joke because it was so fucking asinine. Uh, anyway, on a lighter note, uh, you know who I feel sorry for? You know people with the service dogs? I feel sorry for the fucking dog. You know what I'm talking about? Because that dog used to have a life. It could have had a life, and now it's at the behest of this person all day, 
doing good work. But the other day I saw a service dog and I locked eyes with it when its owner wasn't looking and you could see the sadness. You could see like all the meadows it wasn't running through in that moment and all the treats it wasn't eating because I had to help this guy go to Panera Bread and just kind of, kind of, kind of sullenly mull over a shitty panini. Uh, so I love hip hop and I always think of like I'll have these random lyrics pop in my brain, you know, and usually they're just like, not too novel takes on the common tropes of like, I'm sexy and you want to F me and like I got money. And uh, so this, mor this morning I had two. It's always like, it'll come as one that's almost astute and then one that is the dumbest thing I've ever thought. So the first one I thought was pretty good. It's a rap lyric. It was, uh, it was a comment on race relations. I thought this was good. It was, they're trying to separate the coloreds from the lights like it's laundry day. Which I thought was, I was kind of keen on that. I'm like, it's like an all right line. But right after that, my brain had a second line, which was, I just want to see my pinky ring in your stinky thing. So it's a push-pull. It's the yin and yang of the world, I suppose. Uh, uh, I usually lean on shitty puns and, and, and turns of phrase, but I'm going to try a story. I don't usually, I don't tell stories usually. But I'm going to tell the uh, story. A couple of years ago, I ran across the country. I'm an idiot, and I had like a mid-midlife crisis, and I flew to New Jersey. I was living in L.A., and I ran to Santa Monica. It was a five-month ordeal. I ran five months, 3,000 miles. It was, it was the craziest experience of my life. And uh, I ended up, I'm going to tell the quick story of how I ended up on LSD in Death Valley and slept in Harrison Ford's airplane hangar. Uh, I don't know if I can do this abridged with the horn. I might have to come back to this. But uh, when I was running through Amarillo, I met an old hippie man, and he gave me a bunch of LSD. And he said, if you come to like a, a beautiful moment, if you have a day where you have time for this, you're like on a mountaintop, something happens, take this acid, take this LSD. He said, will you? And I said, yes. You don't turn down LSD from an old hippie man. Anyway, so I get to Amboy, uh, California. It's in Death Valley. I get here. There's nothing. It's 40 miles to Joshua Tree. It's 40 miles back to the Arizona border. And there's nothing except a Roy's Motel and Cafe, which I stop in there. I ask, can I get coffee? They say, we don't serve food. I said, is there a cafe? They said, no. I said, is there a motel I can stay in? They say, it's defunct. You can't stay there. So motel and cafe, uh, nothing works. Uh, so I had nothing to do all day. So I took this LSD. I asked the gentleman, I said, is there anything to do around Amboy, California in the middle of Death Valley? He said, there is a volcano. There is the Amboy crater. I thought, well, I'm going to drop LSD and I'm going to go play in a volcano. So I took this LSD and as it's slowly washing over me, I'm walking over the volcano. It's the dead of, the dead of day. It's super, super hot. And uh, I spend the whole day, I'm dancing at the base of the volcano, and I got a playlist of like James Brown and LCD Sound System and Daft Punk, and I'm just dancing, slowly getting more naked uh, at the base of the crater. And uh, as the sun sets, I'll wrap this up, uh, I think, wouldn't it be so cool as I'm peeking to run up this volcano and see the sunset from the middle of the, the desert? Uh, this would be a beautiful, beautiful moment. So I run up the Craig. It was like the Craig from Guts, Nickelodeon Guts. It was like that Craig. I run up there. I get there as the sun sets, and I'm thinking, this is the most beautiful moment. This is the most beautiful moment of my life. And then I realize I don't have any lights, and I'm stuck at the top of this volcano, and all my lights are a mile away, and... I don't have an end for this. Uh, it ends, I went back and slept in Harrison Ford's airplane hangar on LSD uh, the other night. Last thing that happened to me was I texted myself, uh, I, live, I exist in a world where pizza orders people. That was the last thing that happened. And I, I'm not sure what that is, but exist in a world where you order people. People. Uh, that's my time. Thank you, guys. Pizza ordered him, everyone. That's Jared. Yes. All right. We're going to shorten sets to three minutes. I'm going to honk you at two just so we can fit everybody in at the end here. Your next comedian, a really funny lady. You guys are going to love her to death. Put your hands together for Florentina Tanase. 
can't multitask. <laughs> Hi guys, thanks for sticking around. Okay, I wanted to try something new tonight. I wanted to, I was practicing my musical comedy and I wrote a song, so do you guys wanna hear it? Yeah. It's something you guys can relate to, so don't worry. Ready? Okay. This is a song about my period. <laughs> And I hope it leaves a stain on your heart. <laughs> the heart is the underwear of your soul. And sometimes the stain gets dark. <laughs> if you're having a bad day, or sorry, I'm having a bad day, what am I feeling below? I want to stab your eyeballs, but make out in a meadow. This is a song about my period. And I hope it leaves a stain in your heart. Why can't we just have period sex when I'm feeling bloated and I have to constantly fart? It's not a period thing, it's just like me. <laughs> Here's something they don't teach you in sex ed class. When you're on your period, blood gets up in your ass crack. <laughs> the end period. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Reflexology is very comforting. Um, a lot of people <laughs> just do it on their feet, but did you know you could do it on your hands too? So like, you know, if you like pull on your fingers, that helps your spine, or if you press certain areas, it helps your guts. That's why it feels so relaxing when you slap people. Just opens up all of your chakras. Um, I dated this guy who thought that the G-spot moves around. <laughs> Thank you. And I'm like, no, I really do want to orgasm. Maybe I just need a bigger hammer. Um, <laughs> just like the period, okay, no. It's like a big dick joke. Big dicks, anybody? Nope, okay. Uh, <laughs> and you know, I got to think about it. I was like, I don't think God was watching the Saw movies and he was just thinking like, let's play a game <laughs> with women's vaginas. Um, anyway, that's pretty much all I have. Thank you guys. Florentina Danase. Yeah, you're an ex-comedian. You're a very funny young man who knows all about the presidents. Hey, slap your favorite president in the face while you're clapping for Ian Levy. Oh boy, oh boy. Uh, yeah, I, um, I had to work today yeah, the way uh, you know Martin Luther King would have wanted it. So that's my, <laughs> that's my. I don't know. I have um, I work at a cafe, um, and a lot of a lot of women come into my cafe. Uh, if I had to estimate, I'd be like it's probably like fifty percent women who come in. So it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good number. Yeah, a lot of women, and and I'm a I'm a single person, and I, I have just bad like I wish. I don't want to be single because you just have bad thoughts about women all the time, right? Like, if you're single, like, if I see someone I want to date, I just have horrible, it's true. Like, I'll see a nice person, like a nice woman who's never done anything wrong, she's probably a perfectly lovely person, and I just think, like, oh, man, I hope she's lonely. Like, I hope, I hope she doesn't have anyone in her life 
to hold her hand and tell her everything's gonna be all right. Like I hope her her bed is cold at night. <laughs> and she cries into a void of blackness. <laughs> I mean, I wa- because I want to fill that void, but I still hope that void exists. Like I hope she's sad, because yeah, happy women don't do me any good. <laughs> It's a terrible thing to say. Oh man, I don't even. I don't even want. It's true, but I don't even want much from a relationship, right? Like I don't even. I'm not even asking for like you know. I'm. I'm. All I want is like you know someone to hold my hand and like watch subtitled movies with me and have like big old titties. Like, like, bi- like, big old, big, big old titties. Like, I, I want her to have back pain. Like, like, bi- big old, big old titties. Like, if she was to go to a plastic surgeon, uh, he would advise against getting titties that big uh, for her own, for her own health and safety. Like, that's. Just, just big, just big old, big old titties. I don't, I, I don't know why I'm lonely, guys. I really, I really can't, can't figure that one out. Okay, that's my time, guys. Thanks a lot. Big old titties, and Ian Levy. Can't wait to him on, have him on the show. Twenty-one next plus. We'll see if he wins. The pizza and Netflix and chilling. Your next comedian, lovely human being. Clap your hands wildly for Connor Marshall. <laughs> Keith D. Yeah, Connor Marshall's not here anymore. So I'm here. That's me. Keith D. Happy Martin Luther King Day. Remember, chess players, Martin Luther King Day, black moves first. That's right. <laughs> Every other day, white moves first. But not today, god damn it. 27. I'm fucking changing my life around this year, people. That's right, I'm eating vegetables. Yeah, I'm gonna start doing yoga. And I'm gonna... Thank you. I know. I'm not gonna have sex for two days and then be sore everywhere. That's what happened to me last week. Not this year, god damn it. I'm going to fucking get into show business, too, this year, all right? If anybody knows anybody in show business that's hiring, let David me know. David Bory was just on Conan. It was great. Oh, yeah. David Bory's in show business. I'll, I, I've, had, I've talked to David Bory. Uh, he's probably my best show business connection. Got it this year, though. That's why I'm doing the, I, I like doing this mic right now, because I'm going to move to L.A. soon, and all the open mics are like this. So it's good practice. Florentino was body shaming dudes with small dicks earlier. You know what? No, you know what? I'm not gonna stand for that, alright? Dudes with small I'm sick of it. We get dudes with small dicks, we get all the bullshit, right? Fuck it. Oh, you you drive a Hummer. That's because you got a small dick. You're overcoming what like you can't care about the environment and have a small penis? Come on. Oh yeah, I'm I'm fucking I'm gonna be the Poster boy for small dicks, goddammit. That's how I'm gonna break into Hollywood. 
walking. <laughs> what, you guys think you're better than me? Because you, cause you know about books and Teslas and shit? Think you're better than me? That's my catchphrase, by the way. Well, you think you're better than me? Leo Zinger, you think you're better than me because you got a fancy tech job? Leo Zinger, everybody. Give it up for him. Thank you. Again, uh, this is going to be a weird generation, you know. I'm, I'm going through a midlife crisis right now. I'm about to turn 30. And it's, uh, it's midlife crises are embarrassing. Not as embarrassing as a midwife crisis, though. You know what I mean? Midlife crisis, ah, I bought a motorcycle. Midwife crisis, like the baby suffocated. That's, that's a lot more awkward. That's just a lot more awkward. Uh, yeah, we're going to be the first generation that Snapchats are deathbeds. That's going to be f wild 40 years from now. Uh, Real Key 30 coming at you from my deathbed. By the way, Real Key 30 on the Snapchat to the thousands of listeners on the radio. And um, check out my podcast, Road Rage. It is on iTunes. That's right. And uh, look up my comic book, Dr. Fart. And check out my show at Milk Bar. No, not Milk Bar. Piano Fight on Saturdays. It's called Waste TED Talks. It's like TED Talks, but all the speakers are shit-faced. That's right. Real Key 30 on Twitter, Snapchat, and Instagram. Thank you. Real Key D, Key 30. What? Yeah. So lucky to have him here on our joke workshop. We have one last comedian for you tonight. She's a lovely human being. You can see her uh, all the time on Fridays. I think she's actually on this Friday's Hell Hat. I'm not sure. If she's not on this one, she's on the next one. But you guys are going to love her right now. She doesn't have a cast on anymore. It's Madison D. I don't have a cast, but this arm is still like mainly decorative. It makes things a struggle. And I am on Hell Hat on Friday. I'm excited. It's fun. Plus, they pay you in edibles, which is all I really want to use my money for. Hey, Ian. I used to have back pain level boobs. Let me tell you, those were terrible. <laughs> it was awful. Um, I got rid of them when I was 19, though, so like, continue picturing an underage girl. Thanks. Oh, nope. No laughter for that? <laughs> what? Um, sometimes, and by sometimes I mean like every time when I went to shave my legs, I would wear a sports bra because I was like real scared otherwise I might accidentally shave off my nipple. <laughs> it was bad. I was on the swim team and we had these like suits that cut in one time. Um, on other girls they cut in. On me an entire tit popped out in the middle of a race. Yeah! My... For the next two years, my coach didn't look me in the eye. Like, I mean, he, it wasn't like he was staring at my tits. It was just like my entire presence made him uncomfortable. Now you got the double D's in her name and in her teeth. No, 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 I'm sorry, you got that wrong. It was uh, Triple H. Wow, yeah, you didn't, yeah, you didn't know the alphabet went that high. Um, on a completely different note, I'm slowly realizing that life is like a choose your own adventure book, but, um, you can't like flip back to where you made the choice. And that sucks, because like honestly, I fucking hated those books, and the best part was always when you died, so you could go back and like see the other choice. And you're not able to do that with real life. Um, 
What did I write down here? Usually I sit, but somebody put shit on top of this. Oh, I really hope that my grandchildren don't have a dining room table. Like, it's a basic thing, but, um, like, I just really hope their lives are more interesting than that, you know? Like, I hope they're in space and they have bigger concerns than, like, if their dining room table has those weird claws. Yeah, my mom's been really on me about making grandchildren to like inherit the dining room table. That's where this comes from. Um, and I don't, I don't want them to have one. On New Year's Eve, I forgot that everybody makes out. So at one point, I got really pumped about the fireworks and then ended up in a room with literally eight couples just like making out all around me. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, that's what I was supposed to be figuring out. Um, so eventually I like made eye contact with, with this one dude, like while he continued making out. And I just like pointed at the door and was like, I'm gonna leave, because I needed someone to know that I had made the decision, you know? Like I couldn't leave until we established that. Um, so I went home and I'm like really good at queefing on command. This is relevant to the next part, I swear. Um, so I took one of those like New Year's Eve blower things and tried to like queef it out, but I was unsuccessful. So that is a work in progress. But like I think it's just like a strength thing at this point. Okay, thanks. I'm done. My lazy Madison Dummins, Maddie D with the double T's. Watch out for her TTs. Something's gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah, we have one last comedian for you guys tonight. He's going to tie you up, tie you down, make you not wear a frown. Everybody clap your hands wildly for Ken Suzuki. Dick pics. What are they? Are they like selfies for men with less than photogenic faces? Or just really photogenic cocks? I don't know. I blame, I blame Instagram models now and smartphones. Everybody's got a camera on the internet. Everybody now, now everybody's thinking they become a dick model. Hey, dick pickers. You think you can make it? Well, you can't. It's a really competitive industry. Only the 1% of the 1% are going to make it. So put your phone down and put your dick away. It's not that pretty. Uh, the other day I was asked uh, by a friend of mine. He said, uh, if you masturbate to a photo of yourself as a child, is that pedophilia or narcissism? I was like, I, I don't know. Well, were you a good-looking kid? I mean, was your age a four, but your body a ten? Then no, it's not pedophilia. It's just you were living your glory days. Now, I'm pretty freaky guy, as you know. But it wasn't until I moved to California or San Francisco that I met someone that could top even me. Here, I met someone that wanted me to fuck her with a gun in my mouth. Fellas, have you ever been fucked or have you ever been ridden while someone holds a gun in your mouth? It's a little scary. Well, you lie. I was like, I know I'm shooting blanks, but is she? And the whole time this is going on, all you can think to yourself, and all, all, whole time, all I could think to myself was, I wonder which one of us is going to shoot first. 
pretty judgy guy. I'm a pretty judgy guy when it comes to potential sex partners. I am. Uh, tell you which part of the body I judge the most. The brain. That's right. I like him smart. Because when someone with a brain goes down on you, you know they have a plan. The game of getting off just like chess, folks. It's just like chess. You got to think three moves ahead. It's true. Giving good head is for sure just like set, uh, chess. It is. There's strategy, moves, techniques that need to be followed. You've got to read cues, verbal and nonverbal. Why? Why is it so complex like the game of chess, but look as easy and as simple as the game of Hungry Hungry Hippo? I'm working on it. If you uh, watch porn, aren't you just watching your fantasies get cuckolded? Thank you. All right, that was Ken Suzuki, everyone. Thank you so much for listening tonight to the Joke Workshop here on Mutiny Radio. We only did nine comedians with the joke part because we had so many other comedians that were here to perform. That's so awesome. Coming up next is FTW Forever Two Wheels. Don't forget it. Always use your turn signal because there are people splitting lanes and you don't want to kill them. Thanks so much for listening. Good night. Can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. What? <laughs> <laughs>